Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Work Hard Retire Early podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joseph Hadaway. And today we are sitting down with Michael Kulisi. Michael is a business coach with several years of experience who specializes in helping business owners identify and leverage their unique value proposition and purpose. So how are you today, Mike? What's up, Joseph? How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. So I gave you a brief bio. Uh, What else can you tell us about yourself and your work? Well, Joseph, you know, it really boils down to uh, with my experience uh, over 20 some odd years as a uh, as an attorney and a, and, and a business person, um, real estate developer, uh, entrepreneur. I've learned that a person really has to be in total alignment with what their individual value proposition and their purpose is in order to really have the the strength to grow and profit in their business. Cause there has to be a, a, an un, an unshakable belief, right? And people really have to move forward with a real purposeful intention so that they could do the work necessary and have the mindset to endure all the challenges that are associated with being in business um, you know, particularly I work with a lot of service professionals and, uh, and entrepreneurs and smaller business people, because it's that most importantly is one where um, you really have to maintain uh, a really sharp focus on what you do and then how to really work specifically and intentionally to be able to develop uh, a, 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 to become a real standout in your industry. And that takes time and patience and, and real consistent effort uh, with a, with a set of, of, of like a proven process. I hear you on that, you know, diving right into your teachings and what you see, you know, could you define what you mean by the unique value proposition of a business? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I like to equate it using, um, uh, a term of art that's used heavily in in uh, in commercial real estate and, and and valuing real estate, and that's about defining a person's highest and best use. Okay, in real estate, we talk about you know what's the highest and best use of a piece of property because you need to evaluate you know what it's ultimately worth to the market. And I use that analogy with respect to you know people as they're looking to to get out there and and make their offering to the world. Far too often, I. when I speak to folks, um, they don't do the work to really clarify that process and understand how to identify what the customer is seeking, what gap they need to fill, right? And then deliver it in a really intentional way that can give people a very specific understanding on what a solution that they'll offer to them to solve the problems that the customer is seeking to have solved. And I really love your point there about, you know, standing out in the industry and every individual is different. It's about finding it on a person by person basis. Well, what's great about this is, you know, we live in the world of social media and uh, the fact is, is that if, a person can learn to embrace social media as a, as a platform so that they could identify their niche market because, you know, you have the whole world that you can connect with, but that's too broad, right? So if you get really specific and niche down to a specific, you know, who your target person is, and then work diligently to attract, you know, to provide the type of content that you feel would be, uh, 
uh, the solution that your clientele is looking for, then you're going to be able to draw them in. Okay. And you have to be patient in that process, of course, because that's, that's something that I really teach people as well is because a lot of times as small business people or as entrepreneurs, you know, we have this mindset of where we quote unquote should be at certain timelines, but a lot of those shoulds and, and all that self-talk that we talk about is not based upon already being there. So having a mentor and a guy and a coach to kind of give them realistic benchmarks to see what they've achieved, where they're, you know, what accomplishments they actually have come to, 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 to achieve and, and not beat themselves up so much. Right. I mean, cause we all present company included suffer from that. Right. So we need to be able to have people who we could, you know, use who's a trusted advisor to help kind of spot, Hey, this is what you you've achieved. Like I really, I usually work with people like every 90 days to say, okay, you know, here's what have you achieved so far? Let's celebrate the wins, not just beat ourselves up on, you know, what, what maybe we, we maybe not hit certain benchmarks because a lot of those benchmarks, like I said, those are, those are ideals that business people have, but they may not always be rooted in, um, you know, quantifiable steps that they've already experienced there. It's just kind of story. So I help them kind of get real clarity on that and, uh, and, and stay in the game so that they don't get un- unnecessarily frustrated, right. Or angry, uh, or, 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 or start comparing themselves to other people. And, you know, if they could do that in a way that relates to what their own, like I said, their own individual unique value proposition is, there's a niche out there, right? I mean, I just put a post up today. Um, you know, I work with a lot of lawyers, you know, I've been a lawyer for since 1998. Right. And, um, and there's, there's identifiable qualities that I see that a lot of mid-level lawyers suffer with on a consistent basis. And, 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 and it's, and it shows up in their career, you know? So those are the things that I think that if a person can really niche down and take that time, and I actually go through a process to help people do that, um, then they can really move forward with, like I said, that purposeful intention. You sound like, you know, you've nailed it for the most part down to a science too. Well, you know, a lot of, I, a really good mentor of mine always says, you know, uh, the wisdom was earned through a lot of bad decisions, right? So, I mean, I'm, I, I've been on my own in one form or another since 2001, you know, when I, um, I kind of left a legal job uh, that I was really unhappy with. And that's a whole nother story, but this was way, way long, long time ago. But ultimately, you know, I started working for a legal publishing company as an outside salesperson and was doing well. And then I figured, well, I'm doing so well. Uh, I'm going to go on all commission because it was a bigger commission payout if I didn't take the salary. And then of course, circumstances that I didn't have control over immediately took place. And I found myself in a really challenging situation um, wherein, you know, if it was going to be, it was up to me scenario. So at this stage, it's, it's been a very long journey that I've had and I, and, and, and I have developed a lot of wisdom that I can share with folks. And I feel really at this point, it's, it's, um, 
it's just an, it's just a calling. I feel at this point, cause I, I can very easily spot because of my experience and, and being in the, in the field and, and in the, in the trenches so long, I can easily spot where I, I see where there's gaps where I can help people. I love that point about, you know, you talked about it's a bit of a passion project too. Well, I mean, I think if you think about like, if, 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 if you look at about your career, look, there's certain people who are extremely, you know, all they are, are money driven. Right. And, and they don't care if they're selling, you know, uh, pencils or they're selling God knows whatever widget or whatever it is. You no, know, they can, you know, they stay focused on that particular thing. But I have found in my experience, most people who just purely fought, you know, pursue just a quote unquote money ultimately burn out. <laughs> ultimately start questioning what they're doing and ultimately start to perform at a subpar level. Um, you know, so you have to, you have to do the work to, to, um, to identify, you know, what is going to drive you as an individual so that you could really lock in emotionally and then stay in the game long enough to get good and get the results that you really want. I definitely hear you on that one. So just out of, you know, curiosity, you know, when you're working with, say, a new client, is there a set step you start taking them through or does everyone get a personalized plan from day one? Yeah, that's a great question. So what I do is I have a group, I have a set of questions uh, and I go and depending on what obviously they require, right? I, I have different sets of questions for different things, specifically what they look for or looking for. But generally speaking, and for the most part, I always have a set of questions that I can get a real um, kind of a pulse and a baseline on where people are in their business and in their life and what their goals and their objectives are. And typically what happens is, is I give the questions to them and I ask them to complete them, you know, at least a day before like our first one-on-one -on -one session so I can review them. And then I've uh, almost undoubtedly, I will, I will go through them. And then on the first session, I'll tell them, okay, you've given me the answers. That's good. But I'm going to ask you now to go back and actually answer them again. Um, authentically because most people are so conditioned to provide the answers that they believe other people want to hear, or they feel that they need to kind of to, 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 to share with folks. And it's, you know, oftentimes look, it, it takes time for people to develop, you know, that, that trust factor too. But so again, people are so conditioned to just, you know, give the responses that they feel the other person wants to hear, but oftentimes those aren't the answers. You know, you got to dig in, you got to get a little bit deeper. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be open and you have to trust the process. So typically that's what typically happens. And then we, I go through the process and we start kind of diving down specifically, right. Um, to, to help them. Um, and most times, you know, if it's a question or of, of, of say marketing or branding themselves or identifying their niche, you know, I always, I, I have a series of a process where I actually help them to kind of identify specifically, um, you know, who their customer is and, and, and why, uh, why their service offering is really what's required for those folks. So there's a, there's a whole process to kind of create, ultimately it's called a brand story that helps them to identify, to get behind. And then from there, we start 
that process. And then typically I often find too, that far too many people are not utilizing their social media properly. They don't know how to leverage their networks properly. Um, so that becomes the process, uh, until they get to the point where they can really function and be really uh, operative on, on a really effective level. Well, once again, it all seems to keep going back to that all about, you know, mindset as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, you got to maximize that yourself before you can maximize it for your business. A hundred percent. In fact, I always tell folks, you know, when you're first starting out or if you're really at a point where, you know, you feel stuck, um, that's the optimal time to get a, um, a one-on-one type of coach. There's seasons for everything. Businesses have seasons. Everything is, everything is, you know, nothing's really, uh, uh, all things are pretty much cyclical, right. And, 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 and things that happen in people's lives. So when people are first getting started, or if they're, like I said, really feeling stuck, that is the opportune time to do the one-on-one. And then once I tell folks, then what winds up happening is, is once you're up and running and you got a lot of momentum and then you're just increasing kind of your, your knowledge base, increasing your ability to kind of, to be able to, um, to, uh, to, to leverage your skills, to delegate to other folks. That's awesome. And then you could take some more broader based type of programs to just increase your value set and your skill set. And then what usually happens is those plateau. Then it's a matter of kind of going back to the drawing board again, but not from your old baseline, but from your new baseline. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, no, it definitely does. Yeah. And you know, again, going on to that, you know, you talk about reaching full potential, you know, reaching your unique value proposition and maximizing it, you know, how do you usually define that? And how does someone say no, if they're hitting it? That's a great question. So how do you know when you're defining it really boils down to when it really speaks to the person where they can feel hundred percent committed to move forward and hold themselves out to the world to offer that proposition to the world. Okay. And that takes some, that takes some doing, it takes some real work. It's like anything else, you know, um, it takes a little bit of coddling. It takes a little bit of nurturing. It takes a little bit of adjustment, but you know, you know, when you're hitting the, the mark, when, uh, you know, the, the dialogue is very much in alignment with, where people feel, okay, this is definitely a niche. And then I also, you know, and and they can really get behind emotionally. Then the question is, is doing your own due diligence in market research, because, you know, I always tell folks like an idea, it's just an idea, right? It's got to be vetted out further. So, you know, doing that market research to kind of know who your client is, is really important. And that's, you know, we have at our disposal, uh, just such amazing tools, i.e., the internet where we can drive down. And I tell folks that if you have a market that uh, if you have a value proposition where there's a market already, that's actually a good thing because people are, are willing to pay for the solution that you're offering. Now it's a matter of you kind of putting yourself out there in a way wherein, um, you know, you could stand out. It does have to do with, you know, doing the work that's associated with, um, you know, 
putting yourself in a situation where, you know, your, your social media presence is out there, right? You have, you understand how to do, um, you know, present yourself in the best light possible. Okay. You, you have, you know, you understand the importance of public image, right? You understand that, you know, if I'm going on, going to go on, if a person's going to go on your social media page, these pages, whether it be LinkedIn, whether it be, uh, uh, Instagram, whether it be Facebook, you know, there, there is a, there's a brand behind it. Okay. If there's, if there, if you're, if you're not, and I work with people on that too, if you're not optimizing all of those things, that's telling the person on the opposite side, your, your customer or your potential client that, you know, you're not doing what's required in order to present yourself in the best light possible. Right. And then you lose them because they need to, they need to come to, you know, your they need to come to your storefront and see that you're really, you have it together, right? That you're, that you're fully engaged in all, in all aspects to how you present, you know, your storefront. And there's a theme and a quality to the products that you're offering or the, or the value that you're offering online. So yes, it's mindset hundred percent, but the work has to get done. I hear you on that. Got to position yourself for success before you can reach it. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's, and and it's a matter of um, doing the work, right. And not, and not focusing on the results as much as focusing on the process. The results will come through effective uh, you know, implementation of the process and then tweaking it. So I often talk to folks about the idea of, you know, you're setting your goals, which is phenomenal. You know, we've clearly defined what your goals are. We clearly define, you know, your, your value proposition. We've get, we've established some of what your benchmarks are on how you want to create that, but then, and we commit, but then it's a matter of tweaking, right? It's like the difference between a strategic plan and then the tactical implementation. So the strategic plan, um, you know, stays firm, but the tactics change based on the circumstances. I got you there. And I'd like to expand on that a little bit, just out of, you know, if I can say an upstart entrepreneur looking to start their business or very new in the process, you know, what would you recommend they start with to position themselves for success in the process? Well, the first thing is, is, as I mentioned, you know, earlier, it's like you, first you have to, you have to, you have to really define what it is that you really want to do. And then it's a matter of quite frankly, studying the market to see who, who, who can you assign as mentors, right? And those mentors don't necessarily be, have to be people who you work with every day, but you have to be able to identify with um, a service provider or a mentor who is, who's doing the things that you want to aspire to. Okay. And that's the benchmark that you can kind of start right at the very, very beginning. Right. I find oftentimes, and I, and I've been guilty of this as well, you know, where, when a person is young or they're, or they don't have the experience, they will, you know, emotionally dive in to a process and, and, and they, and they, and they don't do the necessary objective research and, and uh, due diligence, so to speak, 
to vet it out the idea. And then what ultimately happens is, is the inspiration wears away. And then when they realize possibly they didn't think it through enough or, or they really didn't kind of go through that process, um, they hit a lot of unnecessary hurdles. That's what happened to me. I always share my stories. That was happened to me when I had a real estate development company. I mean, I was, you know, I, w- I grew up in a real estate investment and in, in a, in a, in a, in a construction business. And that's how I funded myself through school. And I grew up on construction. I was running construction sites at 18, you know? And uh, the point is, is that when I, um, when I started investing in, in real estate, residential real estate flips, rehabs, you know, spot developments, things like that, my initial intention was to build a mixed use portfolio. Okay. Where I fell into problems was, is that I let my ego get in the way and I decided that I was going to start becoming a developer. Right. So the issue became there is that, you know, when you start developing projects, there are big time dollars that are involved. Um, there's a lot of more risk. There's a much longer timeline, things that, you know, had I had someone to say, Hey, wait a minute, you know, slow down. Don't let your ego kind of dictate your decision-making here. Let's go back to some of the more fundamental analysis as to, you know, the best course of uh, uh, course of action to take, you know, I kind of went headlong into the process. And then of course we got, you know, I had a few wins, but then we got smack dab in the middle of the 2008 financial meltdown where, you know, first time in history where the financial markets and the real estate markets all kind of collided at once. And we know why, because of the financial instruments that were securitizing the bad loans from the mortgage companies. So, you know, um, those are all things that, Again, that's that's where my value proposition comes in to help people, right? Because I have that wisdom and I can see when someone may be veering off, right? I definitely get you on that one position, you know, starting up positioning yourself and, you know, realizing where you want to go. So uh, just last couple of questions for the day. Where can we find you online? Well, the easiest way to find me online is actually just right on LinkedIn, uh, you know, just Michael Caluzzi, you know, you'll see, um, you'll see my, my profile there. I have a website. It's mikecaluzzi.com as well. Um, that's being revamped right now. Um, for, uh, so, but, so I'd say the most immediate way though, is go right on LinkedIn and, um, and, and connect with me there. Send me a message. Uh, I also have, um, obviously I'm on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram as well. Uh, at Michael J. Caluzzi. Those are great ways to connect with me. Um, but LinkedIn's phenomenal. If people want to, uh, set up a time to write on my LinkedIn page, I have a link that if they would like to set up a, a free 20 minute consult, they can follow, um, the calendar link to set that up. Um, and I will be gladly, uh, take the time to, to talk to folks, um, to, uh, to see how I can help them. And, and, and then, and then lastly, if they want to send me a phone message or a text message, I'm at 856-824-1325. And I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes below this episode. Awesome. And then just final closing question for the day. What's next for Michael? What's next for Michael is just doing what I'm doing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm working and building the business with intention and purpose. And I, uh, I have, I've invested in, 
you know, every coaches all need coaches, right? I mean, we all are always evolving. So I'm continuing to invest my time and energy and resources into uh, learning from um, some amazing people myself so that I can bring more value to the people I serve. So that's, that's, um, that is the game plan. And that's the daily method of operation for me. Great to hear. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Joseph.